moving on to the athlete's mask. Yeah. Um, the definition, he's a man who destroys himself running for a finish line that doesn't exist. From page 43, to be a football player, a pro football player, was to be a man. As Joe said in his popular TED talk in Baltimore, the city where he made his name as a football player. Culturally, we associate masculinity with athletic ability, size or strength, or some sort of skill set that allows you to compete on the playground and win. Is there a negative perspective to have from this, from that outlook of being a man? Is there anything Sorry, repeat that, repeat that just one last time, I do apologise. What, the excerpt or the question? The question. Is there a negative perspective to have from saying we associate masculinity with being athletic, with athletic ability, size or strength, or some sort of skill set that allows you to compete on the playground and win? Is can I there, ask you is all there a negative perspective? Can that? I ask you a counter question to that? Growing up, was you were you all of you were you maybe not Adele, well Adele you can answer it as well, but it's particularly to the guys. Were you encouraged by one of your parents to be involved in some kind of sport, mm. athletic, yeah. some kind of so, athletic yeah. sport? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, absolutely. Why do you think that was? I wasn't actually good at sport. No, but why do you think you were encouraged? Is that why, or do you like what do you like, going down to the, enjoyed, to the nucleus? I of enjoyed it? playing sport, and my mum and dad were athletic and sporty, so it was only it was natural for me to be sporty, and I had a lot of energy, so I'd always. Whatever I seemed to pick up, whether it was running, playing football, table tennis, whatever it may be, I was I was decent at it at least, you know what okay. I mean? I was at, at a good level, so I was always encouraged to continue to play sport, but at the same time I was also raised in a house where it's not just about sport, you have to do your books. Okay. So that's that's one aspect, but again that may be a cultural or <clears throat> individual thing. But my question going back to is is that is that a negative perspective to have in terms of um, masculinity being about athleticism? Um, <coughs> is that a negative masculinity being like this? No, I don't. No, I don't. I mean, no, I don't. I mean, there's a few things. I'm not too sure. I know we're talking about athletic. Well, obviously, we're talking about the athletic mask here. I think certainly because I know we touched on the playground, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I think in the playground, I think. I think half the problem nowadays, I think we're, oh, we're definitely over PC and it's a word I've used a few times. I'm not too sure if people are going to be familiar, but I think there's a massive wussification of like the kids that we've got like nowadays where we're really overprotective and stuff like that. At this moment in time, I'm like teaching in a school and PE and stuff like that. And we're being like overprotective in terms of where the kids, are, their knees are going to be on the gravel and stuff like that. Like, are you having a laugh? Mm. Like, I've got scars all over my knees. Like, I mean, these are the type of stuff that kind of like built you and made you stronger I'm as to like I'm not surprised yourself. you haven't got any yeah I know but I mean certainly also, yeah you're not going to catch it on the camera or you may <laughs> catch it on the camera I'm not too sure but like these are things that kind of like made you as an individual and certainly like the story I know um, there's a story in regards to a character called Steve I can't actually remember the story but what I actually put down in my notes that his story is incredible but going like on to Lewis Howes I mean his, certainly his story I remember there's something he said in the book where he was once like picked last in one of the activities in a playground and from there he made it his thing but he will, that will never ever happen again mm-hmm. and he dominated that game yeah, and he ended up being an all-american um, football player i think he did something in handball and then he ended up being a, an author from like from like looking at it from my perspective that did him the world of good and i'm sure it does everyone else the world of good it's not I'm not saying like 
um, another individual didn't go on to be successful. They might not be an all-American, mm-hmm. but they might have used that type of experience to be successful somewhere else. Yeah. But what you got now is everyone gets a gold medal. Gold medal for you, gold medal for you, gold medal for you. <laughs> no, actually, you came last, all right? Who <laughs> <laughs> <He> came first. <laughs> that's, no, that's true, and you learn from that lesson. Yeah. That's the way it should be, yeah. my personal opinion. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't really understand. And you can't tell people he came last. Like, I've actually got to watch my language in the playground. I'm not talking about like, bad language as to um, whether you're it's good, bad or indifferent. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a joke. It's a mad joke. I don't understand that. These things help me. It's funny because obviously I'd never um, played at a pro club this and a third. I was involved in professional football. But I'm trying to think. Like I won like a um, players play of the year at a, a local club. Um, I was under 16 at the time. And I remember there was an experience the year before that made me think actually you know what I'm actually going to see if I can do this this and this and actually apply myself the following year mm-hmm. and I'm sure these type of experience actually make and um, and, and their character building yeah. so all this wussification stuff everyone gets a certificate so it's not a negative far from negative in my point of view Mace um, I was I was what, the reason why I can't react to your question earlier is because I was definitely raised in a household where athletics and football and more importantly, winning was crucial. And so from young, I was into football, I was into sports, I was into athletics and you had to be good. You had to, you had to try and be the best or you had to be the best. I remember from young, um, growing up in the borough of Elim, um, in Hamwell, for those who know it, um, my dad and I we used to go running. We'd run around the block, and literally, like at the end, I'd have to have a sprint left in me, and have to. I was racing my dad. I was like eight, nine years old racing my dad, and he's not giving up. Like yeah. we're sprinting at the end, and yeah. I'm like, yo, come on, like give me a win, like boost my ego, boost my confidence. Yeah. Nah, but what it stood him in stood me in good stead because when I'd done like we used to borough athletics championships, and I'd win those events. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and. Um, if you look at society, athletes, football players, they are lauded. You get the, you get the, you get the glamorous girls. You get the, the entry to the nightclub. You get the VIP. You get this. So in that sense, it's almost like you. It's seen as like the the enhancement of your masculinity. Does that make sense? Yeah. Almost like you, you you like you are the man. Like this is how society perceives you. Yeah. Is that a negative or not? I personally don't think so. Yeah. I don't think it's negative I don't know, but it depends on the individual at the end of the day. Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. society sending you one thing and deep down you might just be inside. You might it might not be you. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you think about that person and yeah, that's how society sees them, but then what are they what is their life like behind closed doors? Yeah, man. I'm telling you, so I don't know, friends. Cool man. I don't know, I find it difficult. I mean the whole athletic thing, I mean I think like with, with, with stuff, not with the mask, but I mean with how we finish with there, like we've got to deal with reality. Uh, truth be told, I mean, like if we take that into, um, let's call it the professional game, like people are competing for 11 spaces. Like just call it like a starting 11 in a football team. You're not, like, we've got a squad of 22. We're not all playing. That's not happening today. We're picking 11. Like, I mean, you've actually got to be strong enough whether it's physically, mentally, and to be in a position to be picked. Like I... I don't know, I still, I mean, I'm in a place where, I mean, the educational system, I'm not going to use any, like, derogative terms in regards to the educational system, but I think there's, it's in a, it's in a real place where, um, I don't know, I haven't even got the words to kind of, like, describe where the place is in this moment, but I think it's real, definitely real PC at the moment, everyone's tiptoeing over this mm. and tiptoeing over that kind of thing, but 
yeah, it's, just, it's, 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 it's really inclusive, which is not a problem. But let's be honest, I mean, there are those who are good at this and those who are unfortunately not so good at that. Alright, so, moving on. Just, What's your just, Yeah, I said it's not a negative. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, to kind of add to that, there is a darker side to it as well, especially when boys learn simultaneously that sports are a place to excel and that their masculinity is tied to that excellence. That is a lie, Ehrman says. Being a man doesn't have a single thing to do with athletic ability. On page seventy, page 47, um, Joe M. Ehrman put it, Nothing is quite so painful as feeling you don't quite measure up as a man. That is exactly how athletes feel when they are no longer athletes. Not just athletes, boy. The everyday person as well, trust me. And men will do anything to delay that crushing feeling. One of the common ways common ways guys to do this is when they play through injuries have you ever played through an injury or pain to maintain face I'm going to eventually answer that question but I just want to something stuck that straight away hit, hit home with me mm-hmm. and when I was younger and it's audience listeners viewers excuse my mum for for using this language but when I was younger my mum knew she used to say like, if I ever like me and mum would have a disagreement she would shut up you puff and she I'm have to cut that. But <laughs> she knew that would grind my gears because mm. it's just, it's just, it makes you feel so demasculated. Mm. Demas. Yeah. Easy for you to say. Doesn't matter. Go on. Yeah. So, and I'm just, okay. no, no. So basically, I can't remember the point I was making. It was something during your question, but it's just that whole thing where you don't feel manly anymore. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's coming from someone who's supposed to, like, Eventually, you're gonna be the man, or and you know what I'm saying you're gonna look after them or whatever. Have you ever paid for an injury or pain to maintain face? Yeah, I, do you know what? I play weekly. I play five a side weekly. Yeah, mm. and nowhere to lie, I haven't been to the doctors because men don't do that. Yeah, but um, real men. Don't do that, yeah, but the last few weeks, I've had something on my hip. My lower back is in agony, oh. and on my left foot, if I curl up my left foot like that. I've got a pain here. I just play through it every week. Because mm. I'm like, it hasn't killed me. So, do you think that's a, a masculine thing to do? It's a mason thing to do. Okay. Whether it's a masculine thing to do or not, you guys maybe can shed some more insight. Um, I think in like that question, like, I'm not going to talk about injuries per se, but certainly I think when you're actually playing a game, I think if someone puts someone puts the hurting on you mm. and you show a sign of weakness, he's got you and he's got one that's over a good you. point. He's got, once he's got one over you, he can do it again. It's a good point. And it's all football is all a mental game. Everyone's roughly rough. I don't want to say everyone's roughly the same level, but by and large, when you get to a certain level, everyone's roughly. Yeah, get, everyone's roughly yeah, the same. same. It's all it's all here. It's all mental. And if I decide to, what people hit him, that's more often not in this game. Hit him quickly, and let's see how he wants to, to see if he wants to play again. If he wants to. Yeah, if he wants to. If he doesn't want it, then you hit him again. And then from there, <laughs> no, it's true, you hit him again. Right. And it's all psychological warfare. Yeah. And then you play your football. Hit him a couple of times, if he doesn't want it, then you play your football. When I was young, I, I played as a defender in football. When I was young, I was told, give him a slide tackle and go right through him. Take the ball and take everything out. Yeah. Get him, hit him early. Yeah. And you know, he don't, then he won't want to come near you again. Yeah, that was the That's the what man was taught, yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I see that. Yeah. For a reason. It's a psychological thing. Every time you come over here, you'll get you better. You better be on. You better want it. Basically, well, you better get rid of the ball quickly. <laughs> one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. If you're the better yeah. football inside. 
get it and pop it quickly before he gets there. <laughs> and that's all the part of the warfare. If I'm playing in the middle of part one, who I know someone's better than me, hit him, get him quickly. Hit him once. The next time he's going to get rid of that ball. Oh, he's not going to want the ball. Then he'll go missing in the game. Ah, I don't fancy it. Then that's that. It's definitely important. So have you ever played through injury? <laughs> um, no, not played through injury. Not myself. Not played through injury, no. To answer your question. No. no, but sorry. But I mean, I think people purposely play through injury because they're not allowed to show signs of weaknesses. No, but you get a lot of nowadays players that get they chip over the ball and no, no 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 but that's just gamesmanship they're trying to get one over you in terms of getting closer to the goal I'm talking about if I'm playing in the middle well, anywhere really if I um, do something to you and I inflict pain on you it just it kind of shows a sign of weakness I think is there's any type of small edge that you can get over your opponent people happy to take have people happy to take that's the reason why people are diving nowadays so there's a player and there's probably it's probably a, new, a number of players who have done this but there's one that sticks to mind because I'm a Newcastle fan Kieran Dyer yep. used to be a decent player. I think he was playing for Ipswich at the time, Ipswich Town, and he actually broke his leg in a football match and carried on playing. I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it yeah. was almost like, and I can't remember what his reason was behind it, but I know I think Ipswich needed the points, and it was yeah. almost like, well, seems to me, I'm not dead or I'm not dying. Yeah. It hurts a little bit. He didn't realise he'd actually broken his leg at the time. Mm. But yeah, people, it's, maybe that is the masculine thing to do, right? You've got to knock, you run it off. You've got to knock, run it off. That, is, that used to be the term. Yeah. Especially in football, it's a lads, lads game. Like yeah. Rugby as well, so mm. that's that. Like, you, we grow up with images when you see a man flipping, get his head bust and wrap it around and get back yeah. on the field. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's the norm to kind of play with an injury. Like, just, just get on with it. Like, unless you, you physically can't get up and you've been knocked out. Crack on. Crack that's, on. That's how I was raised anyway in terms of when injured. Adele, uh, did you play many sports when you were younger? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, but it's not really... Say French, that's, really why, that's, why we, that's why we both got knee problems now. <laughs> Thank you, exactly, exactly. No, um, I was only netball. It wasn't yeah. aggressive. But I can see, as you said, the kind of psychology behind your hurt, but you keep going. And I guess... In that context, you're also part of a team. So if you drop out, you're also letting the team down as well. Yeah, there is that, that aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When a player literally gets depleted and knocked flat, then gets back in the game, fans go crazy. But when that player seeks medical attention or takes himself takes himself out of the game, the reaction is often indifferent or worse. Players who don't play through the pain or who take too long coming back from injury are often considered weak. That's on page 48. We don't ca- we don't respect self care in men. We respect invincibility. A man's interest in sports allows him to bond with strangers in social situations and can often serve yeah, as true. a bedrock for certain relationships with friends and family. Mm-hmm. True. There's a feeling of being left out when amongst groups of family and friends when you can't contribute to a conversation. Digging deep into all things, as as a Steve went on, even when you take those characters, what happened in most of those characters? What happened? what happened in most of these movies. They were serving others and ultimately their needs came second. That is really at the core of happiness, I think. And at the core of all and that and that's at the core of all guys in my life who I look up to. Page fifty. Who is your most influential athlete you look up to? There's a few man. Depends what sport really yeah, but I, there's there's, there's I've got there's just, loads of just, just loads of inspir- inspiration. I any, think any. All right, I'll give you one. Linford Christie, and that's only because I know that 
he's a friend of the family. Yeah. So when someone's closer to home, you can relate more to them, I think. Yeah. So like, he used to, when I was a kid, I was, he used to pop around to my grands and stuff. Yeah. So Linford Christie, I don't care, like, literally, and it's almost blind, because I don't know, he, I think later in his career, they tried to call him a drug cheat and all the rest of it, I don't know if that ever got cleared up. Yeah. But I just ignored all that. He was a hero because yeah, he was around my family. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? He yeah. grew up and he had this stadium named after him, all the rest of it. Yeah. And then you've got like, You've got a lot of the early black football players as well, like your Cyril Regis's and stuff like that. They're heroes because mm-hmm. of what they would have had to rent, have gone through. Mm-hmm. If they had started giving up in that day and age when they were first coming through, there wouldn't be the influx and it wouldn't be as easy for black players as it is now in the football world mm-hmm. to get where they've got to. If those guys that had to take the real stick and abuse had given up. Yeah, Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So you've got to look at those guys and you've got to recognise. It's the same in a lot of the scene, even the music scene, people always go back to like your soul solids. Mm-hmm. What they went through to create a scene, their music buzz, and to stay relevant. And it's allowed, it's allowed, a, it's like a... a building block. Building block, it's, it's like... Foundations. A, uh, foundations. Mm whereby now you've got this influx of young people who can actually come out of flipping school, college, not academically the best, and one of the other alternative options is now a career in music or... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you've got so many influences. Um, I can think... Sorry, I, I, I can mainly relate to athletics, football, boxing as well, like people like Lennox Lewis, um, people like that. So there's 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 many influences, man. There's there's more than that. There's more. I'm th- yeah, I think it's sports related, but there's yeah, a lot yeah. more. Yeah, yeah. And I was talking about more because we're on athletic. athletic yeah, models. yeah, yeah. So yeah, sorry. Those yeah, those people. I would I could look at and say they're inspirational figures, and not to say I follow their path because I'm not I'm not um, I'm being blessed with a gift to be as athletic as them to make a career out of it, mm-hmm. but it definitely resonates with you that my people can make a living and kind of progress forward and are recognised for their their value in society and you know you kind of get your MBEs your OBs and all the rest of it do you know what I mean there's, there's a recognition there even Wiley we've grown up in his era yeah. when it was we were going to these under 18s and all the rest of it where it was a couple of quid to get in mm-hmm. 100 people in the venue going bananas and you know what I mean he's it's just he's brought through such a culture it's amazing it's, it's good it's, it's amazing it's proud it's proud it's proud to be part of that generation even if you haven't actually actively influenced yourself, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, like probably just kind of like taking a leaf out of kind of um, Mason's book. I'm um, well, going in the opposite direction. Obviously, he spoke about he spoke about people from the past. If I think of someone who maybe who's maybe inspired me in this generation, I would have went with someone maybe like Clarence Sadler, someone again who's um, black. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I when I look back as to his history, certainly in football. From a very young age, he was able to accomplish things which not any other footballer could have done in terms of winning the European Cup at a really young age. But then he's gone to move to Italy. He's been very successful in Italy. Then he's done the same thing, moved to Spain and been very very successful in Spain. And he seems to have done things which I ultimately would love to do as well in terms of maybe living in other countries and being successful there as well. So he's someone who I definitely aspire to. And also very articulate. And I think he's known across football as like a real gentleman kind of thing. So... I'd say someone like him personally, yeah. kind of like an, yeah, an idol or someone you look up to anyway. Cool. Adele, is there any, any influential athletes you look up to? Not necessarily well, I look up even to. Even influences in your professional field, maybe. In my professional field. Yeah. I mean, what? You no, know, it's yeah. so funny. It's not, she wasn't directly in my professional field as such, but Nina Simone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was a black woman who had mental health problems. 
but in an era where you had to really kind of fight for black people's rights and she despite her problems she still was on that kind of pillar and took that stand for black people mm-hmm. um yeah that's something i'll always kind of take with me in that sense but in terms of athletics i think for my parents growing up it wasn't really a football household yeah. it was okay. cricket yeah and my dad is obsessed with cricket and especially brian lara yeah yeah i think something that was always instilled kind of what you were saying that when when you do anything outside the home you're kind of representing your family and what mm-hmm. you do mm-hmm. and my parents always kind of instilled in me that as a west indian you've got to always try and put black people west indians on the map mm-hmm. so even in my role in psychology I think 90% of the workforces that I've worked in have always been the only black yeah. um, from psychology. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do you know what's crazy? And I, it's, I take it to another level as well, Adele. So, like Pocker touched on earlier that I, I, well, I like to travel, Pocker likes to travel, I like to travel a lot. But I've been into certain countries um, where literally people have said to me, what the hell are you doing going there? And I've met, I've done like little teaching excursions and stuff in these countries. And one of the things, and I'm not no like martyr or anything like that, but one of the things that I love to, I love to show, almost showcase is that a lot of these countries, there's not, there might not be many black people in their country. They might not have met um, uh, many people, many black people who were not from their country as well. They've only just seen athletes and so on on TV. And so when they see your everyday person, I don't think we sometimes realize how important it is that we portray ourselves that we're not you know we're not all because sometimes you get these various news stations they only portray certain things going to society that are bad mm-hmm. and it's important that when they meet your everyday person actually we're educated we're trying to get on in life we can have a conversation we're interested in in historical um, sites in the world and cultural events mm-hmm. and when I've done certain teaching excursions in certain countries in, which are not maybe frequented by a lot of black people they really they warm to me and they just they can't believe it they're like first they're like where were you born i'm like you know uk london and they're like what about no 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 but you lived there but where were you born no no i was born there my parents too like yeah I'm like, oh okay and then i start speaking and they warm to me by the end of, of of like these teaching excursions they're like oh take my number come and visit whenever you want to come you have i have a place apartment in city center and and i'm just like it, it, what i think what we need to realize is that when they have their offspring when the next generation comes through, they can talk about one experience where they had an amazing time meeting me or whoever else, and actually they're not all like that. Like we had now, he's yeah. he, like get to know that person. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like so important. That preconception. That, yeah, that exactly. And it's yeah. it's and that's one of the things I love. I'm into football big time. One of the things I love about football is it's, it can break down so many barriers. You've got someone in this day and age right now. I think it's Mohamed Salah. Mm. He is on fire. And he's a, he's a Muslim guy. You know how how Muslims at the moment in society portrayed. Mm-hmm. And you've got thousands of scousers screaming his name from the terraces. Do you know what that does in terms of breaking down racial barriers in society? It does wonders. It does absolute wonders. And that's what I love about the power of not just football, but sports. It's like it proper hits home to me when someone like, someone like Mo Salah, you've got thousands screaming his name who might have had these preconcepted ideas from the news that all of this to do this and what the, and no actually he's a lovely guy you can see from his demeanor he's down to earth and you've got and it might that literally him playing for Liverpool could save 10 families from being abused on certain roads in Merseyside yeah. do you get what I'm saying they got literally literally I'm telling you it's so, people don't realize the power of sport they really don't 100% believe that
Mm. <laughs> okay, cool. Moving on slightly. Um, as athletes, we're obsessed with how we look, with how we perform and with winning. We're consumed by competition as the measuring stick for our manhood. But, but our self-worth has nothing to do with those images. It has to do with our values and principles. That's coming from page 58. Specifically, our self-worth has less to do with our physical contributions to the world and much more to do with our relationships and the positive legacy that we leave behind. It goes on to say what's available when you drop this athletic mask. Mm-hmm. Again, um, it's a bit similar to... Yeah, the similar. Previous, so the previous topic. Shall I read them up, list them off? You've got them. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Do you yeah. mind if I just go before that? I see. Fine. Like in regards to you dropping the mask, I think there was a story. I think maybe just before the end about a character called Steve. I'm not too sure and um, what type of sportsman he was. I'm just going to say he played for the NFL. I think it goes on to touch to touch on that he was making. I think approximately say three million three million dollars per year, and I think he is. I think buying. I mean, timekeeping was very very important for him. I think there was at one point. I think he was unable to um, make a flight. And obviously, because timekeeping is really, really important to him, I think he took he, he rented the car. He rented the car. Yeah, yeah. So he rented the car, and I'm not too. I'm, obviously, I'm, I'm looking at the story right now. Looking it was at my some notes. kind of there's kind of some kind of storm or bad weather conditions. Yeah, definitely right. And I think yeah. he, yes, yeah, so I think he went through. Um, it wasn't a puddle, but I'm going to say he went through some type of like um, pool puddle, water, pool yeah. of water, pool yeah. of water, um, and had a crash. Um, and he happened to be fine, but not long after that, in the same incident, someone else actually went through the, um, the water as well and actually had a really, really bad crash. And I think he managed to help the person. I'm not too sure whether the person survived or not. They did. He pulled. So what he'd done, they had a, ma- a bad crash, the car flipped. And yeah. he, because of all the um, infusion running through his body, yeah. he somehow managed to get the back door open and dragged them yeah, out. Yeah, talking about adrenaline back, and stuff the, the like back, that. Yeah. yeah, adrenaline. Yeah, and then from there, I think, well, yeah, he kind of like, he, well, from being an avid um, sports performer or professional. I mean, he decided. I think not too long after that, he kind of he like kind of retired from the sport. Really, yeah, and that, yeah. I think he realised probably there's more to life than sports and stuff like that. And that's where, kind of like maybe in closing the chapter, you're talking about the taking off or the unveiling of the mask kind of thing. Yeah, it where put you everything had, into perspective. Yeah, because I think one of the things that came up earlier in that story, his missus, his wife had just had a baby. That was it. That's why he was away. Yeah, his wife had just had a baby and she wanted him to stay for another day or a few hours yeah. and said, oh, I've got a game, I've got a game. And then he had this big accident and he realised there's a lot more to life than me earning this $3 million a year and playing this sport. My wife needs me. And yeah. I think he kind of, you look, you're going to cry. <laughs> That's <laughs> he, this he, kind of epiphany yeah, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And exactly. Yeah. And he realised, you know what? I've got a family at home. Three million a year. I don't actually. Do I need it still? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not important. Like money, money is in the site we live in. Money is important to it, it, it almost equivalents equivalents to freedom, choice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, if you've got it, how much do you really need? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How much you really need? And think about what's going on apart from that. What's yeah, important what's to you? Bigger. Than exactly. It's amazing because I know in this book they've got a couple um, quotes obviously in bold. So like the couple of the bold ones I think within the story are to armchair psychologies. I think it says for a second. I think what happened to Steve in that moment was that the athletic mask ripped off. And I think the second one, which is quite good, I think is you know you know it's cool to have a Super Bowl ring. He told me, mm-hmm. but dude, in ten years time nobody's gonna care. Nobody will ever remember my name. But they'll remember if I had. Sorry, but they'll remember if I impact their life. Obviously, yeah, talking about the individual who had the yeah, accident. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm retiring from National League football. I want to have a legacy. I want to have an impact. And it goes on to say again in bold, prosperity, Steve said, is a combination of health, wealth, happiness and love. And I gravitate towards people like that because yeah. I want to... Well, because I want that in my own life and I want to share that with people as well. 
Yeah, it's good. That's a good way to round up that shit as well. It was. Cool. Um, the material mask. A man's ledger does not tell what he is or what he is worth. Count what he is. Count what is in him, not what is on him. If you would know what he is worth, whether rich or poor, Henry Ward Beecher. A huge portion of this drive is evolutionary. For much of human history, a man's ability to provide to provide determined all of his prospects in life. Before money, it was literally bringing home the bacon. The guy who had made the most resources was the most attractive. As a result, he was the most powerful, the most important, the most manly. Ty described the dangers of, many, of money quite well. He said, I think that if you're not careful, money is like a pit bull. A pit bull can save your life or it can turn around and kill you. That's on page 66. <laughs> Any commodity that is vital to survival determines who the alpha male may be, which is dependent on the, on the success of gaining the said commodity. Going on with what um, Ty said, with money, your happiness doesn't change, but I will tell you, not having enough money is very stressful. The lack of money and resources is the, re- is the root of all evil. Do you think money is the root of all evil? No, he said the lack of money. Don't try and trick no, the question. I'm asking, I'm asking you a question. I know, but are you saying the lack of money or money? I'm asking you, is money the root of all is evil? Is money? No, it's not. Okay. Please? Try, that's almost a trick question. That's, no, it wasn't. All right. Um, so what, did anyone feel tricked? Yeah, because he said the lack of money. Then you turned and said, "Is money the root?" He said the yeah, lack of money. Yeah, I know. And I, asked, <laughs> there was no trick in the way. You heard what I said. Um, no, I don't think money's a root or evil. I think yeah. I wrote some notes on this. Obviously, I'm not too sure exactly where they're. So we're in different pages, but um, <laughs> no. So I got an iPad. Also, you. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Um, no, we both got iPads. All right, sorry. Just kill me. All right, sorry. Um, just, all right, so. <laughs> Um, but I think money kind of like enhances very similar to the mask. So um, I think if you put, if you, I think if you're an evil person and um, by nature you put on the yeah. mask, I think it's only going to embellish it. I think if you're a nice person with money, then I think you're only going to hopefully go on to do things of a kind nature if that makes any sense. Cool. My personal opinion. Adele. When you say money, I mean money's a necessity in 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 our society. In, in our, our society, yeah, in our society, it's a to live to yeah. survive. Yeah. Um, equals choice. I think French and I agree on that one. Yeah. yeah. It equals choice. Yeah, well, and to an extent, survival. But yeah. when, when we think about money, is it having excess amounts of money and being able to kind of flash the money? Is that what we're talking it's about? Just a or general, just money yeah, it's just in a general, general. Just in general. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not, for me, when I think about money, it's, it's for survival. Mm-hmm. But then if we're thinking about people who have excess amounts of money and they're in positions where they're able to kind of represent themselves because they have so much money, then yeah, it can be the root of all evil. Okay. Um, I, I don't think it is the root of all evil. Um, for me, as I said, uh, me and Mace have spoken about it a couple of times, but for me, the way I view money is it, it gives you options and access, and that's how I view it. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. Obviously, when it comes to the root of all evil, there's evil things that you can do to get money, but is getting money evil no not at all but that's yeah that's my opinion on that shame and uncertainty are only a few short steps away from depression and anxiety separately or together those emotions can drive you to the brink they can blot out everything else in your life and literally make you crazy that's on page 68 mm-hmm. does shame and uncertainty come to mind when when you're low on peas 
<laughs> Did you add that in yourself? I think there's definitely a level of embarrassment. Oh, not embarrassment. Um, shame, embarrassment. Shame and uncertainty. Uncertainty. Yeah, I think it's definitely uncertainty because you have no idea what's next because yeah. you are literally at rock bottom. So you have no idea where you're going to go from there on in. So yeah, the answer to that is yes. I think uncertainty, yes. Shame only comes to mind. It depends on how you've, if when you've had the money, how you've portrayed yourself with the money. Okay. That's right. Because um, you could have money and just still behave the same as when you don't have money. Yeah. And there's no shame. No one would know. Yeah, yeah. But if you're there making it rain in the club yeah. and then five minutes later you're jingling, mm. then there's a bit of shame. People will people people are bad man. They will they will see it. Yo, 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 yo. Where's them tens of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, but uncertainty yes, shame not necessarily. Cool. I think there's only one time I've ever felt shame when it's coming to being short on money. And that is Going into a shop and your car's been declined. Wow. To, I know. <laughs> decline. <laughs> decline. And having to do the, oh my God, there must be something wrong with what my happened? car. You're thinking, shit. Yeah. Um, no, just my, my it, it was payday, but I hadn't cleared in time. That was mm. it. That was it. <laughs> but that was enough for me to feel shame and think, wow. Like, yeah, don't ever find yourself in position. That's what I was going to say a story. No, I will say anyway, I don't care. Um, there's one time I was going out with this girl and um, I think well, I think I must have maybe I might have even taken out before or like we went somewhere previously and we bought some drinks and stuff like that so she felt obliged to um, pay for whatever it is we're buying so we've gone into um, Voodoo Rays and then she's gone to, she's gone into oh, I've mentioned Voodoo Rays a few times haven't I? every episode I know, this guy mentions saying. Voodoo Rays so we've, so we've gone into <laughs> Voodoo Rays so we've gone into <laughs> Voodoo Rays we've gone into, <laughs> we've gone into Voodoo Rays and she's, and she's been like I got this don't worry <laughs> Deep, <laughs> as you said, Deep. and then guess, guess what she did? No, by the way, I'm in trouble if, if she sees this anyway. All right. <laughs> by the way, it's all bants, yes, all bants. We're having a laugh. All right, no shame whatsoever. I oh. thought it was funny at the time, but I kept it to myself. Yeah. She pulled out another card. Yeah. Guess what happened? <laughs> Tell me. Tell us. Right, right, right. Tell us. <laughs> then guess what she did after that? Back pulled out another one. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and then I said, oh, I got this. <laughs> Story, you get it ne- next time. Yeah. Next time. Oh, gosh. That's funny. Um, did she feel shamed? Uh, no, nah, I made her comfortable, so don't worry about it. It's not a problem. She, she was like, oh, oh, that proper, like, I'm so sorry. This never happens to me. No, you. I think she was a bit sheepish to begin with, the first mm-hmm. one. And after the second one, I thought, oh, bloody hell, mate. I said, I can't <laughs> <laughs> so no, you're, the, you're feeling shamed. I mean, <laughs> who's, that, who's that swim in the Olympics? Which um, one? Oh, oh God. Uh, a couple um, a couple Olympics ago, um, where the black guy in the swimming pool, where he was like, <laughs> swimming for like, say, two, Eric three. That's something. it, Eric the Ill. Yeah, was swimming yeah. for like five minutes after <laughs> everyone had finished, <laughs> trying to finish the race. <laughs> As I love, I got this. Don't worry. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, most guys who feel that shame and anxiety attempt to compensate for it. I was no different because I felt so low. I would fantasize that someday I would be rich. Mm-hmm. My wealth would mean that I finally mattered. I could rest easy knowing that I could afford to live up to my obligations as a man and not be a burden to, or my family or anyone else. Do you agree or have empathy with the statement at all? Um, I definitely empathise with the statement. I think, by and large, I think a lot of men or people in general definitely want to be able to support and provide for their family. Is it a be-all and end-all? I'm not too sure. I think we're talking about providing for other people. I think, first and foremost, people need to learn to provide for themselves. But I think that is generally... I think, I'm think i going to say that's probably the goal for 
everybody, I'm going to say, they want to be able to provide for their family. So I can definitely empathise with that thought. Uh, I'm agreeing with, with Cox. I think everyone's in agreement with yeah. that, really. Um, there is, this is where the material mask so often gets in men's way. Wearing this mask compels you to a highlight that are not beneficial to your ability to establish real lost self-worth. Curating these superficial trappings requires time and energy that you could otherwise use to cultivate the real, the real you hiding behind the mask. Is stunting an effort or is it a positive or a negative? So it's BS. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Can't stand it. So repeat that again. <laughs> BS. Can't stand it. No, I want to hear. Um, so I highlight. I'm just, all right. So this is the material mask. I think it's a men's way. And it is an effort. Yeah, it's and, definitely. Did you say effort. waste of time as well? Did no, you say it was, is it is it stunning an effort? Or, is it is it positive or negative? It's an effort. I don't know. Do you know? What? Right, I'll be honest. Let me let me be, let me put my serious hat on. A it is it is an effort stunting. Like you have you're making a conscious effort yeah. to stunt to look a certain way to flash certain cash. You have certain jewelry, watches, whatever it is your mm. your attire, your clothing, your garments. Um, positive or negative? It's it's it's. I think it's um double-edged sword yeah so positive because if you're aspiring even if this person is they're stunting they ain't got bs in the bank account or don't have their own property or whatever it is yeah mm. you're still you stunting can actually aspire someone to want to achieve like in their own field yeah, yeah, do you get what i'm saying yeah, absolutely. at the same time it's a negative because don't portray you're living this life and living this round all of these rap videos are springing to mind right now mm and make someone feel lesser and go out and do a madness to mm. go and get the peas to mm. do the same thing you're doing. Mm. There's bigger things to worry about in life. And one of the things, cause I'm not on this Instagram thing apart from with the fully booked camp here. Since these guys have introduced me to Instagram. <laughs> I say nothing, I'm just. I don't know what the joke is. But anyway, <laughs> since these guys have introduced me to Instagram, I've had a few searches. And one of the things that really pees me off literally like a couple of people get money and they all wear the same they promote the same type of garments and yeah. I'm just like do you see what you're doing like it's just a sh- it's just shameful mm. like it always looks it's, it's embarrassing it's awful like is that the pillock of success pillock pillar pillar what's pillar, yeah, pillar. <laughs> is, that, is, that the, is that the pillar of success that you have your I'm not going to name any of these badges I don't want to highlight them mm. is, is that the pillar of success that you have this like you're stunting, it's disgusting. Like I hate it. So I hate it so much. I hate it so much. I think when I think of stunting as well, like, I I think it's a lot to live up to and be able to kind of maintain living that kind of lifestyle. Yeah. And then how are you going to feel when you're no longer able to? Mm-hmm. All that mask drops. You know, that's how tiring that, that must be. That's, yeah, that's shame, shame in terms yeah. of not having it no more if you can't maintain it. Is it okay? No, and I, th- I think yeah, I think it's shameful. I mean, I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like if I'm pulling that back a little bit, I'm just looking at individuals who probably didn't have much obviously when they were younger, mm-hmm. and I think now they've got the financial means to actually buy those things. It makes them re- it makes them feel really good, kind of thing. But I think you need to kind of grow out of that type of you grow mentality. Out of it. Maybe it's a young, a young. Maybe our young guys are shopping a lot more. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I yeah. agree on that. You realize what's important in life, man. Do you know what I mean? What's important long term? Yeah, I'm telling you. For me I think anyway. there's, there's different levels to that as well in terms of I think as a culture we we tend to stunt when we don't have anything in general do you know what I mean but as you, I think more 
going on your point, Mace, there are positive and negatives to it. I think when when you're doing it to inspire people and it's in, actually is actually inspiring people, but without having to do the things that may be negative, I think that's mm. a positive thing in mm-hmm, itself. Mm-hmm. But when it, when you start doing things to get like um, a negative, not even a negative reaction, but when you start doing negative things to get what you're seeing and you're just doing the same thing, then obviously it becomes a cycle. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's Listen, everyone's, everyone's got, everyone's got, like we've all, for me, we've all got inbuilt survival techniques and, and all the rest of it. Like there's certain things that are not lawfully accepted, yeah? Mm-hmm. But I understand why people need to do that. And if you're doing it for the right reason, it might be wrong, you're doing it for the right reason. I, you're not going out to go to Selfridges and spend two grand on a super top, mm. but your mum's got bills and you need a roof over your head and you have to do this. You're not killing anyone, but you have to go and do certain things to make sure those bills can be paid so you have a roof over your head. I'm not saying I agree, but I understand. Yeah. Don't go and buy something for two grand and put it on your chest and you've got red letter bills coming through the post. I'm sorry, I'm not agreeing with that. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. But the majority of the time when it does come to stunting it's more that kind of self-fulfilling it's to fulfil a sense of self rather than it yeah to put bill to it's pay bills it's that mask like that. it's that material mask isn't it mm. um, the irony is for so many people all that did you want to jump in there Picos? no I was saying by the same time I think people like, what I wanted to touch on actually was I mean we had this conversation before actually in regards to like sharing stuff on Instagram I think it was when I was away um, I think Mason touched on a point with um, a post maybe I shared and it might not be in that specific post but I think the question he asked was why did you put that post up I forget the context of the conversation because it was it a case of not me showing off and I think I went on to say I went on to say actually I felt really really good at that time like really happy at the time and I just wanted to share with other people yeah. that I'm actually happy yeah. that I was really happy and so I did a lot of posts at the time and not that we went on a back and forth thing but he was actually um, I was raising the point. About he was something. raising a point. My, but... my point was, and it's come back to something we discussed earlier about the need to share, the need, the need to share, um, the, the, the greatness in sharing a, a, a lovely moment that you've had in your yeah, life with some, with a significant, not even a significant other, but just another. Yeah. That I feel can you ha- will, will it allow you to have a bond for life because you've you owe only you to share that experience. Yeah. And I think it was you were in somewhere like Nicaragua. Yeah, was was it, you in Nicaragua? Yeah, yeah. You was in Nicaragua and you 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 had put like a post up and like an amazing picture, yeah. sunset view, something or the morning sun or something yeah. like that. And I said to you like, if you're so happy being so so alone, why do you need to share that with people and to get likes and to get comments if you're happy being alone? Why do you need to share that? Why don't you take the picture and leave it on your phone? And I said it's because for me, we love to share and have a sense of sharing that moment with other people and we can go back on that memory even if it's an Instagram post go back on that memory and talk about it because that's what makes life for me do you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. when you can share and talk about those experiences yeah. and you disagreed you said I just felt so lovely at the time I just wanted to show it no I just wanted to put it out there but why why the need you can just put it on your own phone and look at yourself no I think you know it's funny he was saying that I was thinking to myself actually he's saying what I said so I don't know I'm not saying that he's um, misquoting what he said but for me it was about once you share with other people as to how happy I was at the time I think there's nothing wrong with that I mean whereas other people have, might have different different motives as to why they're sharing this and that I think in this example here I think the guy's um, he's talking about being on a first, first class seat I'm not sure if he's on a train or a plane and he's taking a picture that he's on a first class seat I ain't doing all that I ain't got time for that mm-hmm. I, I'm taking a picture that I'm in first class 
I mean, personally, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but that's completely different to what I was sharing. I was sharing experience. Actually, I'm actually so happy at this moment in time. I can't actually stop smiling. I, I look out my, I come out my door and I see a seafront. I see blue skies. I see a pool right in front of me. Drinks, girls. What more can I ask for? Breakfast. What <laughs> more can I ask for? At that time in the morning. <laughs> Life's good. I can't complain. I'm happy. I'm sitting in my, what do you call those things that just rock you um, from left to right? Um, I was going to say a gazebo, a gazebo, a hammock. A, a hammock. I'm, life is amazing at that particular point in time. I can't complain. I'm living life for free and I'm working. <laughs> All I'm doing is just playing tunes and that's it. You know, life is good, mate. I can't complain. Why wouldn't I want to share that with the rest of the world? The irony is. <laughs> yeah, the irony. For so many people, all that materialism invalidates the quality of a person's ideas. There's nothing Ty can do to get those people to hear him, which just drives me further to convince you that they care about you screaming, I love you, louder and louder right in your face at the top of their lungs and the veins bulging out of their neck. You don't hear the words, you only see the vulgar display. That's from page 71. Mm -hmm. Are you inspired or disgusted by vast displays of wealth? Inspired or disgusted? It depends. That's a very good question. It depends. If you're doing it for inspiring purposes, then I do like it. If you're doing it to, um, I don't know, if, it's, if there's a kind of like, a, a, I think gloating is the wrong word, but if there's a gloating um, emphasis and energy behind it, then I'm like, I start kind of like frowning a little bit kind of thing. You know, well, I don't like it, no. Mm -hmm. can I, French, can you go and answer it next? Sorry, can you answer that question next? Am I inspired? Yeah. I'm, I'm, or, or disgusted? I'm more inspired, personally. Are you ever I, disgusted? Are you ever disgusted? Am I ever disgusted? Yeah. When it's, when it's um, tacky and there's no, yeah. no class to it, then yeah, I am disgusted. Cause it's just... What about when someone like Floyd Mayweather does it? Are you inspired? I'm inspired. But again, it depends on what he's doing in particular. Like, if I see someone okay. having a whole stack of money and yeah. burning it, like... <laughs> But that's 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 um that's a display of wealth. But I find what that display disgusting. of wealth. But it's some form of and when you're doing a money phone and all that shit, like that for me is not inspiring. Like what's inspiring is if if you see again if you want to revert back to money Mayweather, him having his own fleet of jets yeah. or whatever it may be yeah, or yeah. even uh, there's many different. Yeah, no, um, good answer. Right, come back. Well. <laughs> no, very good answer very good answer very good answer but um, yeah that's that's how I see it I, I, I'm, I'm more inspired than I am disgusted because I try and see the positive in terms of this is someone that can do it I can do the same thing if not better if I choose to and I believe in myself so mm -hmm. I'm very inspired by um, um, vast of display of wealth should I say? yeah 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 no good answer um, I I I re I revert back to one of my last previous points I made, yeah, um, which I pretty much laid everything on the table and just said it depends. It's the context. It depends on you know if someone's going out and they're buying a two grand jumper when they've got bills coming through the post or their mum's struggling to feed their little sister mm. and stuff like that. Like, but I I I you know, I went to my little cousin's birthday party. Yeah, I don't know what tune came on and I. About ten percent of me did find it funny at the time, but I can't remember what tune came on. 
And so my little cousin, she's from Bush, she had a birthday party. And Shepherd's Bush, Shepherd's Bush, yeah, West London. And um, a tune came on and all these young boys, they must have been in their early 20s, they started burning money. Mm. And I was started thinking like, there is someone I know for a fact in your family, I know for a fact, even though I do not know any of you personally, that could do with that 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. You lot are burning 20 pounds. Are you being for real? Disgusting. Mm. Disgusting. It's horrid. It's horrid. It's horrid. How can you devalue the worth of money when I know there's someone in your family, there's someone in that venue that could do with that 20 pounds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you taking a F in piss? No, seriously. Are you being for real? Are you being for real? Mm. Disgusted. I can't believe all of that bullshit that goes on. I cannot believe it. Even when I was younger, I'm not going to say the person's name. I went to a, like a party or a rave in West Ealing and um, what's that little, there's like an alleyway in West Ealing or a little cul-de-sac of a road. About, yeah. I a little cul-de-sac yeah, of a yeah. road. Um, it used to be a barbershop down yeah, there. Yeah. Dean's Place? Yeah, that's the name of the place. Is that the name of it? Yeah, the name of the cul-de-sac, yeah. I went to a, there was something there that you could go upstairs and there's a venue and so, and um, one tune came on, an old school tune. Dubwise, Dubwise. <laughs> Do you remember that tune? <laughs> old school girls tune. Do you remember it or not? There's a tune that come on. Yeah, I remember a certain a certain character in this dance, yeah, he was a well known in the area. The tune came on, yeah, and as soon as the tune came on, he started flinging his money on the floor. Don't get it twisted. He's flinging on the floor. Don't get it twisted. You think anyone could reach down and pick up his money? <laughs> nah, nah, Puma. You know what I mean? But it's just things like that that when I see, especially, I'm not, just because I'm black, but I, I see black people doing that. I think, yeah. come on, man, look where we've come from. Do you know what our people, when they came over in the 40s and 50, in their 50s and that, do you know what our people went through? 60s, 50s, 50s. Do you yeah. know what our people went through? Like, do you know what our people went through? Hard graft to get this peso. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. lot are disrespecting the thing like that. Like, give it to, back to our people. Give it to your, your person, your, your neighbour you've never met, who you know needs it. Give it, post it for the letterbox. And you're burning money. I ain't got time for any of that stuff. I'm sorry. I've not got time for it. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Sorry behaviour, bro. It's awful, bro. Is there any amount of money or material commodities commodities you'd be satisfied with? It's not important to me. Sorry, I'm on one right now. I'm on one right now. Do your thing, bro. It's not... Listen to me, and I've said before, but fortunately, and you touched on it, Adele, we live currently in... Or we live in the Western world, in a society where... For for, for for me, money equals an element of choice. I love to travel. How do I get abroad? Plane, train, what? Boat, car, yeah. whatever. These things all cost money. Yeah. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. I would love to live in a in a society where there's no money. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, that's the way our world is governed, or, our, or at least where we are is yeah. governed. So, I've got in French's question. <laughs> Do these commodities matter? That as you were saying. Yeah. Is there any amount? Any amount. Um, there's. I don't have an amount that would. I, I just want to get to a position where I feel free, free to. I can make any choice I want, and I don't have to think about what's in the bank or what. I, I want to get to that point, and then and I don't know what that point is. For certain people, it'll be different points. Do you get what I'm saying? But that's that's the point I want to get to. Where I can just feel free to make choice because. Money, I, you cannot die with your money. Yes, you can leave it to the next generation or whatever. You can't die with your money. So just like, 
What's important to you? Strip away money. What is important to you? What gets you going? What gets you ticking? That's what's that. That's what. That's that. that that's the like the, the the real truth of it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm with you there. I think again, you probably know me that from my life experiences, there's nothing more than that I love than having a passion for life. Mm-hmm. And for me, that will be about things like traveling. But if I think if I had this unlimited amount of money coming in, mm-hmm. the amount of traveling and experience, they wouldn't have the same meaning because it would just be disposable disposable yeah. money I can just do mm. what I want and it wouldn't have the same meaning mm. so Pete did you want to add anything to that no not really I mean like I know on the subject of like um, material and stuff like that I mean things I mean there's a lot of things that I feel that have kind of like maybe cemented my feeling as to material uh, we've talked about athletic and so on and so forth but certainly material I remember like at college there was one particular individual um, I don't know if he was a year I think he was well same year year younger than me anyway um, I think it was really, really cool. We generally used to have like kind of like wide ranging, com- wide, wide ranging conversation. And I remember just like being, well, going straight to the point. It was quite specific in that, like, what because you think I got no? Well, I wasn't being derogatory towards him, but he was like, do you think I got no, no money because I'm dressed poorly? And then from there, I mean, he showed me some money, but that wasn't really the point. He made me kind of like um, change my mindset and it changed my mindset um, to the point where it made me think actually because these people are well-dressed, it doesn't mean they've got money, it doesn't mean um, they stand for this, it doesn't mean they stand for that. You can be um, um, really dressed down and actually have a lot going for you, whether it means you've actually got a lot of money or you have a really good personality and stuff like that. And again, again, I see that translate into traveling and stuff like that. I've come across so many, again, obviously everyone's dressed down when they're traveling. No one's putting on a real effort or this and the third. Everyone's just wearing shorts, flip-flops, and what have you, or some beat down converse and some and stuff like that. Truth be told, the only currency is your personality, and, and your personality and experiences you've had. That is your currency. Only currency is your personality. I'm gonna take that on board. That's your it. only currency. Is your personality? Like touching on that. Um, Jesus, bug me on that one. What we need to realize is that we are. <laughs> <laughs> we got there in the end. <laughs> what we need to realize is that we are valuable, regardless of what we have. We need to recognise that while living behind a material mask, there will never be such a thing as enough when it comes to a sufficient sense of self-worth as a man. This means that what it all comes down to is gratitude. That's on page 80. Men, live in gratitude. Someone who is grateful for what he has, no matter how little it is, will be more open to living a joyful life. Mm-hmm. When we live in gratitude, life gives us more to be grateful for. Yes. You need to remember that you are not a winner based on results. You are a winner based on a combination of things. The most important of which are your values and contributions. An insecure and unhappy man who achieves material success will remain insecure and unhappy. Now it goes on to add, give you tips for daily gratitude practice. And again, I think we touched on it. Um, If you want to read some of those out, and that's on page 82. All right, so there's five tips on page 82 of The Mask of Masculinity by Lewis Howes. Uh, Tip one, when you wake up, take out your journal and write down three things for which you are grateful. Um, Number two, before you go to sleep, ask the last person you talk to three things they are most grateful for from the day. And in reply, tell them what you are grateful for from the day too. Number three, my voicemail message asks people to share what they are most grateful for when they leave a message. Feel free to copy the idea. I won't be. Um, (laughs) Number four, start meetings with your team or business partners with a moment that allows everyone to share what they are grateful for. I think that's important. 
I think that's really important. A start on a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, number five, acknowledge people daily with a few words that express what you're grateful for about them. I actually really liked um, those five points on um, the material mask. Mm-hmm. And I really liked you. You didn't you brought it up, but you didn't really highlight it. I liked the thing about the material mask where you said about gratitude, mm-hmm. and I've said this before on maybe a previous episode, just amongst the boys. That yeah. I feel like yeah, strive for more, but just remember what you have because yeah, if yeah. you're always striving but are not happy with what you have, you'll never be happy. Mm-hmm. Like literally, always remember That's what gratitude. you do have. Yeah. Like that try is, and that is gratitude. yeah, there's yeah. nothing from striving, but yeah, just remember it. you've got this, you've got this, you've got yeah. this, and that's why there's five points they reminisce as well. If you're not going to remember, note it down. Three things you're happy for: mother's cooking, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Be like, like note them down because some people don't have. A lot of people don't have what you have. You don't realize it because you're too busy seeing what the next person has, what you don't have. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, t- I, t- I write down three things every day. Mm-hmm. Part of my five-minute journal, so that's that's definitely something that I do actively anyway. Do you know what I mean?